Hi, New Life. This is John Tate. Um, I serve as one of the uh, greeters for the 9 a.m. service. You might recognize me and my three boys. Um, also, I work as a small group leader for the high school boys. Today, for our devotional, we're going to go over 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 14. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Um, so this is a one of many verses, especially in First Peter, about suffering as a Christian. Um, but I think it's really interesting. This you contrast this with some of the first writings about Peter and suffering in Mark. Um, so in Mark 8, Jesus is talking to his disciples about um, how Jesus is going to have to die. He's going to suffer on the cross. And it says in verse 32, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Um, so as you can see, early on in Peter's life, he really didn't understand what it meant to be a Christian, what the road of a Christian was like. And First Peter was written around uh, about 60 AD. So it's about 30 years later, a long time. And you can definitely tell that Peter became more aware of what was happening or what was kind of common as a Christian. Um, Paul has similar verses. So this is Romans 8 uh, verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is revealed to us. So both Peter and Paul, they knew much more what suffering was than I do. Than I do it as a Christian in America in you know, 2020. So Peter, he was crucified. Uh, he didn't want to be crucified right side up because it didn't think he was worthy of that. So he was crucified upside down. And then Paul, he was decapitated. So what can I say? What can I add to this? So I don't know sufferings like these early Christians did. Um, and I just want to point out that some of the suffering, it's kind of different than like everyday suffering that we kind of typically to go through in one's life. Um, so this isn't suffering like someone died or you're really sick or you lost your job. Those are all important, but this is really talking about suffering because you are a Christian. Um, but God can also use those sufferings, the normal everyday, or not everyday, but life, normal life sufferings that every human faces. Because um, suffering really are a fork in the road, a fork in our lives. Um, so like for instance, the last Bible study I was in, it talked about, or we went around and we kind of all shared our story about how we became to know Christ or when we got more, uh, started following him more closely. And every single person, there were 10 people in the room, everyone talked about a time in their life when something was really going wrong, when they were struggling and they turned to God and held on to God and he was there 
And it's really, God uses trials and sufferings to shape us. Um, this is kind of like, like the analogy, men and metal are both forged in fire. And so the shape we become, the shape, if you're making a blacksmith, is going to make something out of metal. You To make something into a new shape, you have to heat it up really hard and then pound it and pound it and pound it until it looks like something else. And then slowly, you know, hammer blow by hammer blow on that hot coal, it starts to take a new shape. And this is the same thing God does with us, is we take sufferings and he makes us into someone to look more like him and through that to bring glory to himself. Uh, in verse 13, it says, rejoice when you share in God's suffering and rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. So we're not rejoicing now we're suffering. It's a kind of a key thing. It's rejoicing because God's glory is being revealed. I know it's, it's, it's an easy thing to say, but if you're in the middle of a suffering, it's hard. It's really hard to have a positive outlook and be glad, be glad through the suffering. Um, one thing God promises us, especially when they're suffering, is he's going to be with us. Uh, so Psalms 23, one of the most famous psalms ever. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So God will be with us, especially in suffering. And not just God, but the love of God and him pouring out his love on us will be with us. So in Romans 8, verses 35 and 38, as who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? No. For I am sure that neither life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So God has promised to us is take up your cross, follow me, we're going to suffer. But he's going to be there with us. He's going to be there to hold us, to make us strong, to give us the strength to get through it. Um, also, it's really easy to strive for comfort in life. Um, I know I love to go camping, sit in the forest, just go for a little, you know, long, cool walks in the morning, or sit on the beach, listen to the waves break, my kids playing in the sand. But this, these are good things, they're gifts from God, just times of peace, but they aren't the driving force in my life. I don't work so I can go do those things. I mean, I've listened to co-workers who are close to retirement, counting down the days to retirement, and they're just dreaming of this relaxation, and that's what they come to work for. And, but that's not what we're here for. We are here to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Um, that's the chief end of man, right? That's the Westminster Catechism. So we are here to glorify God. So when we come to these trials in life, we have a choice, right? We can either blaspheme God, curse God, or we can embrace God and shine glory onto Christ. Um, so what are we going to choose? What are we going to choose when those fiery trials? What are we going to what are we going to be shaped into? Are we going to let God shape us into the person he wants us to be and bring glory to him? Uh, let's pray. Father, I just 
be with the people right now who are suffering, especially through all the, the losses of jobs, the losses of life uh, through this illness. I pray that we would just seek you, turn to you, and that we would just make ourselves less, make yourself, make you more, put the spotlight on you and bring you all the glory, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would just be happy, bring, be full of joy, joy even in the sufferings, and joy that you're in control, you have a plan, and everything's going to be better in the end. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, thanks for joining me.